to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, and I'm so excited today to bring on Sugar Coated, one of my very old and dear friends. We met such a long time ago, and I was actually trying to rack my brain to figure out where that was. I, I know it was some networking event in New York City at some point, but it was quite a long time ago. And I, I just, I love that Regina and I have kept in contact and, and we're sort of, we sort of circle around one another for, uh, it's been a long time. So um, I'm so excited that she's here today. Welcome to Sugar Coated Regina Huber. And she is the CEO of Transform Your Performance. Thank you so much, Adrian, for having me. I was really looking forward to this. As you said, we've known each other for such a long time. We haven't seen each other in person for a while because of many circumstances like world events uh, among yes. them, right? But also because I travel a lot and I haven't spent that much time in New York City lately. So thank you so much for having me on. I'm delighted to be here and to inspire your audience, of course. Yes. And our audience is made up of a lot of women entrepreneurs who are looking for that advice and those conversations that are real, you know, that they're not sugar-coated. And so I know that you do, you work with men and women all over the world on Sugarcoated and at She Leads Media, we really hone in on the experience of women entrepreneurs and women mm -hmm. leaders I'd love for you to, to talk about your observations of some of the challenges that are common across the globe for women entrepreneurs. Yes, and uh, I do work mostly with women. So, you know, and also a lot of women entrepreneurs in addition to employees, right? So lately I've worked more with employees, but what I coach on and teach is really relevant for anybody. So... What I have seen across the globe, and you know, I've, I've I've mainly been active in the U.S. I've had some clients in Asia and some clients in Latin America, but also done a lot of speaking in Africa and in, in more recent years. What I've observed is that a lot of women have a problem truly owning their value, right? And we are so often told that we have to own our value, but a lot of times we don't even know exactly what it is. So we really got to dig deep with bringing that value to our own consciousness so that then we can be in a more self-aware state about all the beautiful natural strengths, acquired strengths, and our beautiful talents that we bring to this world. Because as you know, Adrian. 
our potential is truly unlimited, mm-hmm. but we often forget about this. And so we're not confident enough. We don't trust ourselves enough. In fact, a lot of my not so great (laughs) decisions and adventure stories, and I have a lot of adventure because I've traveled a lot. I've lived in several different places, continents, countries, as you know. But a lot of the, the decisions that actually did not work out were the ones where I didn't fully trust myself. Mm. Gosh, that's so powerful. When you talk about that and talk about knowing your value, owning your value, making sure that you accept nothing less than your value, I do think that it gets very murky because what truly is value, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not just value for yourself, but, but value is the perception of others of whatever it is that you're offering, whether it's yourself, you know, personally, somehow services, products, but it's, you know, through the lens of someone else. So I think that that's why women get so uncomfortable with value because we can feel a certain value inherently, but then we're also aware because we're amazing and we can put ourselves in other people's shoes. We start to then put ourselves in other people's shoes and see ourselves through their lens. And I feel like that's where we go wrong <laughs> yeah. and, and diminish our value. You're absolutely right. So this is a piece of it, right? So one thing we need to do is we need to concretize that value, first of all. So that's why I give my clients uh, both in you know my private coaching programs and also I've done this also in group coaching programs. I give them questions. For example, what are what I call your unique assets? Unique assets are all the great things that are in your potential, your talents, your background, your stories, your experiences, Mm. anything that makes you unique, that makes you you. Because we all acquire very unique wisdom through Mm. our experiences. It's not just our studies, our skills. We oftentimes focus so much on, okay, what's our product? What's our service? What's our, you know, what's our educational background? Yeah. We, we feel like we have to tell everybody to to build that credibility. But there's much more inside of us. We have passions. We have reasons why we do what we do. We have stories. And it's also about how we package these stories because, you know, we don't want to get submerged in, like, for example, when we have a tough experience, we don't want to get submerged in that emotional lake and never come out of it again. We want to have that transformation that comes from it. Mm. And that's what inspires others and tells them that they can do this too, although they also go through challenges. And what you said about uh, murkiness, that speaks to that, right? Because once we, I would say, have to know, own, and show you your value. Mm. You cannot show it if you don't own it and you cannot own it, if you don't know it. So what is that concrete piece? There are 10 questions that I usually give my clients. Also, what are your core values? How is that aligned with what you do? One of my core values is integrity. So I'm very, I'm very selective in a way with who I want to work with. Yes. Not so much my, my, private clients, but also, you know, what organizations do I want to work with? I always do my research first. And um, 
Yeah, so it has a lot to do with building trust, building trust for ourselves, to trust ourselves, and, and then as a, as a consequence almost, building trust with others. Mm. And also has to do with our authenticity. Can they actually see who we are, know who we are? I love this. And, you know, it brings up for me, I'm listening, and it feels so great, right, to, to tap in ask these probing questions to mm-hmm. to really go inside so that we 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 know what our value is and mm-hmm. and even own it and then i think it gets difficult when we attempt to show it because mm-hmm. society has a different view of what value is and i and i don't you know i i definitely don't like to make things about men versus women but it seems it appears that it's easier for men to show their value because that's what society expects so how do we like how do we do that in a way where we are authentic and genuine to ourselves we know our value we own our value and then also know that we're we're putting ourselves into a situation where potentially the people that we're trying to show our value to don't perceive some of those things as valuable. H- how do we contend with that? Yeah, I think it's also about building our confidence at the same time. And confidence is built in many different ways. It's built through mindset. I believe it's also built through heart set. So in my work, I work I, I put those two together. And uh, when we achieve a, a coherence between the two, and when we actually let our minds be led by our hearts, it's usually more powerful. Because mm. our minds, they have the intellectual piece, but our hearts have that very unique wisdom that we have acquired for ourselves. And that's not always logical, right? No. It's not it always <laughs> be rationalized. But usually we, t- we make our best decisions with our hearts. And when we take on other, what, as a decision, what we think we should be doing because other people expect that, it's oftentimes not the right decision and makes it harder to push through also. Mm-hmm. So back to confidence, right? It's also built through energy exercises, for example. So I work, I talk a lot about energy because I studied holistic modalities in the past and I also love dance. And both have taught me a whole lot about energy and how we can use it in our business presence. So we are seen differently. We are, we can enhance our perceived presence and our visibility in that sense, whether we are in an organization or a business owner in our own organization, right? Mm. And it's also about, you know, how do you show up in your videos, in your webinars, in your whatever you do, in-person speaking. I love in-person speaking because actually I have found that I can make the best connections in that way through the energy that I bring in that setting. Mm. So we also got to figure that out for ourselves. That doesn't mean that I don't love online speaking too, because I wouldn't be here with you. (laughs) You know, it's composed of so many different things, but it is also about trusting ourselves. The more we trust ourselves, 
the easier it is for others to trust us. That's mm. just a fact. Because when we study how trust is, how trust actually works and that it's a biochemical process, you know, then that gives us a lot of information as well. I always like to say fear is in the mind. Courage is in the heart. Mm. And that's why it's so important to sometimes take the time to connect with our hearts. You know, the Heart Math Institute has done a lot of research uh, about that. Uh, you might have heard of that institute. And it's a whole topic for itself, really. <laughs> but I think, you know, the more we explore these other things that we don't always talk about in business, the more we can own our inner power and build resilience for when we need it mm. and also own who we, who we truly are. So just recently, I also added on human design to my deeper studies. I, I have known about this for a while. I've used it for myself. I have come to understand why some, for example, some collaborations in the past were not right for me mm. or some decisions were not right because I didn't make them in the right way. Mm. And now I'm studying this modality in a deeper way because I have also seen that even with the, the little I know so far, it's added value for my mm. clients as well. Can you talk a little bit about human design and, and yeah. what it is? And I know you're just kind of getting into it, but just for the audience so that right. they can have a, a little bit of context around what, what it's all about. Yeah, so human design was created many years ago, and there's now also somebody who has created a newer version of it because she studied with the original creator. Her name is, is Karen Parker. She also, Karen Curry Parker. She also um, wrote a book about it. And uh, she wrote several books, <laughs> but the, the first book that I read about human design or among the two first books was, was hers as well. Mm -hmm. And she calls it quantum human design because she builds on the original version. So I'm studying with her. It's, uh, it's really about, it builds on astrology. Okay, so it, it works with your astrological data, your, your time, date, and, and, and place of birth. And uh, according to this, you know, you, you determine the type, the main type, and there's five main types. And even that already gave me a lot of insights. Um, there are people who, because of who they are designed to be, <laughs> according mm -hmm. to human design, uh, have certain roles in, you know, in the show and in, in business in we're in a team, whatever mm -hmm. it is, right? In the family, even maybe, although that's, of course, more set. So we have to play with it. But some are more, more naturally designed to initiate. That would be my case as a manifester than the other. So these are just terms they give them, right? So Karen actually says, initiated to the manifesto because of the tendency, the natural tendency to initiate mm. and so on. So they are, there are five total types. And for each of these types, we have a strategy. The strategy is what works best for each type. Then mm. there's a lot of, of course, sub details because yeah. we are all very <laughs> complex beings. It's not as simple as that. And the chart that we get from our basic data is what determines all this information that we can get out of it. And I have not studied all the de details yet. 
so that I could just spit them out. <laughs> no, this is great. Yeah. yeah. I think this is terrific. And yeah. w- one of the things that I, I, I love where we're sort of going is and what we've talked about. And then this, you know, there are so many different ways that are out there that people can learn a little bit more about themselves. There's the Enneagrams, there's the Strengths Finder, you know, Myers-Briggs, like so many different assessment tools, which I think it really depends on, you know, what do you gravitate toward? What, what, you know, what, what's good for you? Um, even making a decision like that, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, even making a decision like, oh, I really like StrengthsFinder, to, to even claim that, like, that's for me, is the step in the right direction. We don't need to be told, no, 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 StrengthsFinder only goes so far. You need to do Enneagram or you need to do human design. You're saying trust yourself. If StrengthsFinder is resonating with you, trust that. Absolutely. And I've done many of them (laughs) and they have all given me some value, you know, but yes, I've done the DISC, the StrengthsFinder, the the, the Myers-Briggs and a little bit of Enneagram. But I believe that, yes, what you, what resonates is, is the best for you in that moment. Mm, and that might yes. change over time because human consciousness is changing. Yeah. What we find most valuable today might not be what is most valuable to us tomorrow. Mm, yeah. I love that. Also, we all evolve through our experiences. So, for example, I am who I am because of all my adventures. Yeah. <laughs> of moving to all these different places, learning from people, different cultures, Starting over every single time because I always traveled by myself, moved by myself, although initially sometimes with a job, but still without, you know, family. And this alone is a huge lesson. Different people go through different life paths and lessons. Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. the richness and the value in your stories? Mm. We don't always think about that. No. Yeah, there's there's something else coming up for me. There's mm-hmm. also, it's like a, a judgment, if you mm-hmm. will. The more that you, you know, focus on yourself and your story, the more selfish you're perceived as being. And, and that is not something that is cute, you know, uh, selfish people aren't, aren't cute. And so there's a, a lot of societal messages out there, like, you know, before everybody. And for me personally, I've evolved. And when, you know, let's say someone has called me selfish, I don't even know mm-hmm. if they, they do, because I'm actually not. But, you know, there are times where, where I am selfish, quote unquote. But I think, now I say to myself, I'm not being selfish. I'm doing what I need to do for myself so that I can feel good about myself. If, if I don't have that, then I'm not going to be selfless. You know, I'm going to be angry. And, you know, and so I think we need to eradicate this whole idea of being selfish and taking care, you know, versus taking care of ourselves. Exactly. 
if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of others. That's for sure. Because if you're not in a good state of mind and body and spirit, then you cannot help others or support others. Yeah. The other thing is, if we are not self-aware, we cannot understand others. Yeah, you're We right. have to find a way to understand ourselves first. This yeah. is really important for leaders in any capacity, mm -hmm. right? Leadership starts with self, whether you lead a small team, whether you lead your business yeah. <laughs> an organization, yeah. it yeah. always starts and ends with self. Mm. And I also believe that it's about how you tell your story. Mm. As I said earlier, you don't want to just dwell in the pain of the story. For example, if you share your stories as a speaker or as on a panel or on this podcast, right? You want to share the transformation. That's what inspires people. You connect through the emotion, but then you convey the, the, the transformation at the same time. Yeah. Mm. So you make that transition. Yeah. Because, for example, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I, I, I definitely want you to continue. It just, it just reminds me, even, you know, sometimes when you're in it, when you're in the middle of something, sometimes that's also very powerful to share. If, if you're in the awareness that, that this is going to be a transformational experience, but you're just not there yet. I think that that's something else that, women especially do so well, right? We reach out to our friends where, when we're in the midst of something. We need to talk it out, right? We, we, need, we need someone to, to let us know, hey, it's going to be okay. It's hard now, but let's talk about it. I think that's something that is so powerful that women can do for one another. And I agree with you 100%. Some people get stuck in that pond, that, that story pond. And it's very difficult for them to get out. And so my question to you is, like, I've been there, right? And I'm sure there's situations in, in your life where you've been stuck in that pond, right? What are some of the things that we can do to just help us, you know, get a little farther up toward the surface so that we can breathe again. Do you have any, you know, tips for us? Absolutely. So first of all, yes, it's important sometimes, especially for certain people, because we are all different again, to have that sounding board and to, to be listened to. Hmm. What we must not confuse us with getting other people to make our decisions. Mm, yes. Okay. I think this is really important. So sometimes we need advice. Sometimes we need the knowledge of other people that we don't have or information we don't have, but the decision is always ours. Mm. And the decision, in my opinion, needs to be made with the heart. Mm. We need some time for that and oftentimes alone time. Mm. Again, everybody's different. The other, well, I want to share a quick story if it's okay. Yeah. And I've told this story before, but it's just such a good example. About 10 years ago now, well, a little longer, actually, about it's almost 12 years ago, before I moved to New York, which was around uh, 2011, 2012, right? I was 
in Brazil. So I have owned business in Argentina and Brazil. In Brazil, I had, unfortunately, a fraudulent business partner for part of the business. What that caused is a very, very difficult story, right? Yeah. I was eventually, I had to make a, a very tough decision to close a business down in which I had invested an entire year of my life. It was a brick and mortar business. So I had built out an entire big house for this business. I put all my savings into it, all the hard earned money of my entire mm. life in cash. And I had, you know, hired people. I had sent out the flyers for the inauguration and we were going to have this big party. And then I found out that this person was fraudulent. Now, this business depended on the other person's name. So eventually what that did is it took my business away from me because it was mm. just not a good decision to leave it open. And I had to make that very tough decision. I lost my business. I lost a lot of money in the process. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I totally lost my self-confidence and my self-esteem. It was completely destroyed and literally below zero. Mm. But I had to rebuild this totally from scratch. The only way I could do this is after swimming in this, you know, ocean of self-pity for a while and victimhood, the only way I could clean up this mess was by stepping out of victim mode and into a self-empowering mindset. And this is also why self-empowering mindset is one of the biggest pieces of my powerful leadership transformation framework. It's a self-empowering mindset and heart set. <laughs> I love the heart set. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it wasn't easy, but from the, the moment I did this, and again, I had a sounding board, as you said earlier, I had my friends who had also studied a lot of holistic materials, partly together with me. And this mm. really helped me in this process to find that mindset to move through subconscious blocks and through fears and to tackle the very difficult tasks that were now in front of me. Because I don't know if you know this, but in Brazil, it's sometimes harder to close a business than to open a business. So mm, no, it was wow. a big task. Mm. I think, you know, this, this is one of the reasons why I do the work I do, really. Gosh, I, I, well, first of all, mm -hmm. you know, it stinks that you had to go through that process. There's always, you know, when you look back, it's like, these are the biggest lessons. Like, this is the biggest gift. It's probably why you do the work that you do. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, thank you for the pain. <laughs> but I find that it is very difficult. It's interesting that it's more difficult to close a business in Brazil, but it's very interesting because oftentimes when we do face challenges in our, our lives, it is more difficult emotionally to shut something down, to let something go, than it is to start something new. Right. Yeah. It's also because it's so hard to forgive ourselves. Yes. It was easier for me to give, forgive that person than to forgive myself. Oh, gosh. I should have known better. <laughs> Yeah. Truth is, we always know better in hindsight. Yeah. We need to remember this. And the other yeah. truth is we got to trust ourselves because I know that part of this 
the reason why I made this decision back then to partner up with that person was because I didn't fully trust myself in that moment. Although I had all the reasons to trust myself. I had moved to different places before. I had started businesses before. I had a successful business in, in Argentina before where I had no clue about how to go about it at first. And I learned it as I was doing it. You know, I had reason to believe that I could do this. And I thought, oh, you know what? There's this person. It's just maybe I should rely on. Yeah, on the, the, the guy. Yeah, I like he knows to. better. I didn't and need to. No. Yeah. This is such a common, I, I feel like such a common experience mm-hmm. where we do, we, you know, we have all of the accolades, we have all of the skills, we have all of the knowledge, we have all of the resources within ourselves. And there's some something that that says, yeah, but that person over there, they know better, you know, or they're more, you know, experienced or whatever it is. So, you know, how can we and I know this is the work that you do, but, you know, how can we separate that thinking to ourselves, my gut is telling me I need to partner with someone else, or is it my mind, or is it my heart? Like, how do you separate those different things? Because the second guessing or or the like, oh my gosh, this person really can help me. Sometimes we feel that. But that might not really be in our heart. That might be our mind that overwhelms our heart. So how do you like tease those things out? Yeah. First of all, it's important to relearn to connect to our hearts. That requires a little bit of trust as well. And some patience and alone time. And we oftentimes have a hard time with that mm-hmm. because we, our minds are so busy. They keep us busy all day. Yeah. So it does require a little bit of, of practice. On the other hand, I also want to say this again. Human design has given me some in- insights into this too. We sometimes work best with a specific type because that's what we need to complement us. We are all unique for a reason. That's why we want to collaborate with others. I'm a big co-creation fan but I am the one who needs to initiate. Mm. This is this was a big insight for me over the years through my experiences. But if I had known this before, it would have helped me in a certain yeah. way. There's knowledge and there's our hearts. I still also need to go with my heart. And I am, as an initiator... I can be very impulsive when making decisions. <laughs> I must not do that. Yeah. That's also what I have learned. Yeah. I must give myself a an emotional cycle, so to speak. I, I have to work through the decision for some time and then make that decision. Okay. Does right. it still feel right tomorrow? That's yeah. why we often say we need to sleep on it. Some people are different. They make decisions in the in the moment, and that's their right decision. It's worth figuring out what our right way is to make decisions. And actually just wrote an article about this mm. for my LinkedIn newsletter. Ah, 
Yeah, please share that link. We'll put yeah. it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called the Career Growth Strategies Newsletter. It it has some content that is only for employees, but a lot of it is for everybody. Mm. Okay. A lot of it is for everybody. So it's on my LinkedIn profile also, Regina Huber. I also have made a ton of videos for my YouTube channel, which is at Regina Huber, where I share about harnessing your heart intelligence, your heart wisdom, and other topics, of course, as well. I love that. I mean, I I, I think that taking away everything from this conversation, it really is meaningful and coming through loud and clear that it's so important to get quiet and to really reconnect with your heart. I I personally struggle sometimes with that because my mind, like you said, is so it's it's overpowering. My mind overpowers everything else and not always in a good way, which is very interesting too. Like why would, you know, why would your mind do something to you that isn't ultimately good for you, but it's the whole, you know, ego trying to protect you from, you know, situations. And it's really, really, I'm thinking like, you know, sly like a fox, right? But this idea of reconnecting with your heart and how to harness that is something that I'm super interested in. And I know that other women entrepreneurs are going to be super interested in that as well. Uh, So I just, you know, I, I want to thank you so much. I think we could continue this conversation and take it into a million places. And I'd love to actually, when you get more in in depth uh, in the whole human design area, I would love for you to come back and really almost do a whole, uh, you know, deep dive into that. You've piqued my interest. I know I'm going to be looking that up today. Um, So Regina, just thank you so very much for sharing your story and sharing your wisdom. I I love the mindset and the heart set. I've never heard that before. I just, I really appreciate your time. And uh, we will include all of the links to all of the places where people can find you in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Adrian. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share about so many different topics and uh, aspects that people may not always hear. I appreciate that. Also, just a quick thought about the mind, the busy mind. We need to remind ourselves that a lot of the thoughts are not even ours. Maybe that also helps you mm-hmm. to control your mind a little bit better because it's a lot of programming, but it's also that we pick up other people's thoughts and stuff from the collective unconscious and conscious. So just a final Another great tip. <laughs> Another final tip. But, you know, don't always listen to everything that's going on in your head. I, I love that so much, Regina. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much. And I, I hope that you are in New York again sometime soon and that we can actually get together properly in person for coffee or something. <laughs> that would be lovely. Thank you. Thank you. The She Leads Podcast Network.